Hello and welcome back to the DFS Today podcast and The Advantage. I am your host, Michael Fiddle. Today is Friday, December 16th, and I hopped on Friday evening to record a podcast for you guys because I had a little last-minute reminder that me and Willie talked about a Saturday into Sunday slate, that we have football on Saturday tomorrow, and that I need to get you guys a core four before that kicks off. So that is what we are going to do today. We are going to be doing the Saturday show, but releasing it on Friday. Hopefully it will be, bleh, hopefully it will be in your podcast queue for Saturday morning. We will review my best bets. We will review my core four. We will go over who the optimizers are playing. Hopefully I can learn to speak fluently by the time this podcast continues. Gibberish right now coming out of my mouth. I apologize. Remember, if you are playing GPP tournaments tomorrow, you want to pivot away from some of these plays. If you're playing in cash contests, you want to play into some of these plays. On the Thursday podcast with Willie, we were talking about how Patrick Mahomes was the play that the optimizers were giving out at quarterback and how it made no sense to us. And that still holds true to right now. The optimizers that I check, I check five of them. Four of them are giving Patrick Mahomes as the quarterback play. It makes no sense to me. He is a spend up. He is one of the top spend quarterbacks on the slate. Highest cost. I am just, I can't speak today. I don't know what's with me. You guys know what I mean. He costs one of the most on the slate because he's knick-knack, paddy-whack, give me Patrick Mahomes. I'll be skipping it this week, and I'll be going with Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts plays against the Chicago Bears. It should be a fast-paced game. There should be a lot of rushing upside. And when we get into this December cold weather, whether this game be in Philadelphia or in Chicago, it's in Philadelphia, I don't expect these uh, defenders to really love tackling Jalen Hurts. He is a freight train. He is. It is going to be cold. It is going to hurt. I expect Hurts to ball out for that very reason. Same reason you could play into the Derrick Henry angle and he will be my second core four option. I have a few reasons to play Henry and it's not really because of the cold weather thing. Yes, it makes sense. Yes, it, it adds up. But like, no, that's not really the reason I'm choosing these players. Derrick Henry, $8,000 going against the LA Chargers. Now, he's also playing in LA, Henry, so he won't be cold. The reason to play Derrick Henry is because, one, the Chargers have struggled against the running backs thus far. Two, Dontrell Hilliard, Henry's handcuff, was carted off last week with a neck injury, and he will be out for this week. So the fear of Henry, as has happened in some previous games, is that he gets phased out of the game because the Titans start losing. And they, you know, opt for a more pass-heavy script. And Hilliard's a third down and pass down back. Derrick Henry is going to be on the field for 85% of the snaps tomorrow. He is going to catch three or four screen passes Sunday. So, I love Henry for the slate. I love Henry to get in the end zone. I love Henry to absolutely crush it. Derrick Henry, King Henry is going to be in my lineup. So, that means so far I'm rocking with Jalen Hurts and Derrick Henry. Other running backs we are consistently seeing in the optimizers are Latavius Murray, a lot of Alvin Kamara, another one that scares me kind of because of the workload, but Mark Ingram's out. They're coming off of a bye. I, you know, it does line up. It's a cheap price tag relative to Kamara's normal price at 6800 So 
is a name that I am considering, but I'm not ready to throw him in my core. Let's move on to the wide receivers. For one of the core plays, I'll be playing Juju Smith-Schuster, 5,800. If all of these lineups love Patrick Mahomes, and if he is going to be played by a lot of other lineups in the, these cash contests, give me Juju at a relatively low price tag, and let me try and soak up some of these Mahomes points. So 5,800, I simply think, is too low for Juju. We know that a lot of the quote-unquote run game for the Chiefs actually happens in short passes over the middle, quick slants. Juju gets very involved in those button hooks, those types of quick routes. Um, I think Juju is a very solid play. He's now a few weeks off of the concussion. The other names that we are seeing in the optimizers, a lot of CeeDee Lamb, a lot of Michael Gallup, a lot of Elijah Moore, a lot of Nelson Aguilar. A lot of Nelson Aguilar. I guess it's because all of the, you know, Jacoby Myers and Devontae Parker are both banged up that Aguilar should be getting full complement of snaps and going against the Vegas Raiders. It's kind of a beautiful, beautiful situation. You know what? For our final core four member, 3,400, let's play Nelson Aguilar. I'm seeing him projected 9.6 fantasy points, which means he's a 2.8x on his price two-point ratio, which means he would probably be the best Price to point ratio skill player on the slate. So that's a higher projection in that ratio than Henry, than Murray, than CD Lamb, than Juju. So let's play into that and let's play Nelson Aguilar. Let's hope for 9.6 or more, and he will certainly pay off in a full PPR. We know Mac Jones has been itching to throw the ball more. I don't know if they're going to let him do that without his receivers being, you know, suited and booted, but Nelson will be there and hopefully. The guy who's incredibly famous for dropping balls holds on to a few of them this week. Moving on, uh, tight end. I'm seeing a lot of Kelsey stacked with Mahomes. Again, makes no sense. A lot of Jordan Akins in the reverse stack of the Mahomes. He's the Texans uh, tight end. I like Greg Dolchich. I know Russ is out, but still, I'm just like wondering who are the options for Rippin to throw to. It's going to be Judy and Dulcich. I think the Cardinals are underratedly good or better than people think. They're not actually good, but better than people think against number one receivers. So I don't love the Judy play, but I do think that opens up opportunities for Dulcich. So I think Dulcich makes for a very solid play at tight end. Uh, and then for the defense, I'm seeing a lot of bills, maybe because of the weather that Miami versus Buffalo is projected to have I see a lot of Broncos because of the matchup against Colt McCoy I personally love Washington defense this week going against the New York Giants uh, I don't see them on any of the optimizers so I expect them to be very low owned you might be the only person in your contest playing them unless I'm in there with you I'm probably playing Washington they've been going against the Giants for their last two games and had a bye week in between and now play them at home so, like, they have been preparing for this team for three straight weeks and now get them at home. So, I absolutely love them. Rest advantage, back-to-back uh, -back games, familiarity for divisional opponent, all the things that I love to play into for a defense lines up for Washington this week. Plus, they're healthy and they get Chase Young back. So, absolutely love Washington defense this week, even though they are not the plays of the optimizers. For my bets... 
These are the following lines that I am on for the weekend of football. I'm on Chargers. I got that line at minus 1.5. I think if you want to play it at the minus 3, go for it. Under 42.5 Saints-Falcons. I'm expecting Desmond Ritter to throw the ball 12 times and this to be 45 runs. That's why I'm a little scared of the Kamara play, but I love the under here. I think this is going to be a game where the clock is ticking and the ball is moving, a lot of first downs, a lot of four-yard chunk plays for both teams. I'd expect to see a good bit of Taysom Hill, too. Lions plus one, Bears-Eagles over 48. Uh, I'm on that for minus 120. That has, that line has moved to 48 and a half in a lot of places, so you might be able to buy it back down to 48. We know 48 is a key number, so if you're going to buy onto 48 and get those minus 120 odds that I have, I really like that bet. Commanders minus three and a half. It has moved to minus four and a half or minus five. Four is a relatively lowish key number. It is considered a key number, but not like three, not like six, not like seven. Becomes the fourth pun intended, key number in NFL football, spreads. So if you were to still play it, I don't mind it. I do think commanders are certainly the right side for this game. Giants look depleted, but Giants play teams close. So maybe you even want to play an alternate spread. Maybe you want to play a money line. I'm on the commanders minus three and a half. Wouldn't be surprised if I lose because the hook with the situational spot for the commanders just lines up really well. Uh, I'm also on the Cowboys-Jaguars over 46, and I'm on the Packers' money line. Me and Willie talked about this on Thursday. I was waiting for the results of the Seahawks versus uh, 49ers game because if the Seahawks lost, which they did, it creates a huge playoff opportunity for the Packers to capitalize on, and that will start this week, Monday night, against Baker and the visiting Rams coming into Lambeau. I think this is a clear spot for the Packers. I think Bakhtiari is going to be playing the full game. We know Romeo Dobbs is back. Rodgers was seen throwing without a brace on his thumb. I think this is a clear, clear play Aaron Rodgers and back the Packers spot. Uh, That's a rather big play for me. It's a two-unit play on the money line. So that wraps up today's show. I will see you next Thursday. Remember to check my Twitter for NBA bets. We have a few that are live and going right now. And I'm also giving out, I'll do this on the pod, Jaron Jackson Jr., Defensive Player of the Year, is 10-1 to 1 on FanDuel right now. I highly suggest taking it. He should be in the top two or three candidates right now, but he just hasn't played enough games because he was injured to start the season. He's come back. He's looked really healthy. He looks really good. He's playing in nearly every game except for back-to-backs for injury management. He's not on a minutes restriction, and he's blocking every shot in sight. So love Tripski's Triple J for Defensive Player of the Year in the hardwood. And if you were following me on Twitter, you would get nice little insights and nuggets just like that. So I will talk to you guys on Thursday. And as always, peace out.